Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 189. Motherfucker. And it is, I don't know what number you want to, yeah, I don't know what number you want to make this in the Christmas ones. This is number six of the Christmas movie countdown. Hey, look at that. Don't have to edit that in. Fuck it. (laughs) So as you know, bell sound here, right? (laughs) So so as you know, we're in December. Uh, We're doing Katie's uh, collection of Christmas films, running the gamut of rom com racist i'm sorry did you say the collection three oh no <laughs> um but you know racist films and we're pulling one from my absolute favorite my childhood we picked gremlins yeah. was, did didn't you not do gremlins episode three of all of this when it started yes <laughs> <laughs> but a very very long time ago and uh it attests to the rules of revisiting an episode, we have, uh, I can't remember what percent we said, at least 50% of the people there have to be new Yeah. to do it again. At least one new person. Oh, yeah. there, and, there are rules, there, there are rules to this universe? Yeah. <laughs> if we ever want to do that. Yeah. If you want to be the final girl, Micah, you got to follow the rules. <laughs> oh, Lord. You also have to drive a stake through the heart of the person. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if we ever want to do an episode again, you got to make sure. Um, at least one person is Yeah, new. and then at least, I think we said six months have to go by. I don't know. But we could say a year, honestly. But We ain't paying attention that far. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing Gremlins. And uh, the first time we did Gremlins, it was in October. And I was like, this is a good, scary movie that's hol- uh, Christmas themed. And now I'm saying it's a good Christmas film with horror themes. See, it works. Just like Die Hard. <laughs> Flip it either way. Um, if you don't know anything about Gremlins, uh, you're a liar because you know something about it because you've probably seen it. <laughs> if you haven't watched this movie, then fuck you. Uh, you for sure have seen Gizmo's face. Uh, he 100%. is he's pre-Grogu, cute, and he loves killing things. He'll watch a TV show. In the second one, he murders a lot of Gremlins in the second one. He gets he watches Rambo and so he he learns to fight. Um, but he's really good. He drives a, a sports car and he crashes it and he's it's a cutie pie. So this film, this is a Steven Spielberg idea. And Steven Spielberg, the one thing you can say about him, he knows what's cute as fuck and what will yeah. sell just items. And so Gizmo, he said, was like, I can see that just in every car window just on just on the windshield like look at me look at me i'm gizmo excuse me i need to hit my print money button yes 100 percent, and it worked out uh the original idea for this movie was gizmo was going to have the stripe in his head and he was going to be the bad gremlin like he was going to be striping it and then he was going to have to either kill gizmo at the end or turn him back to the furry version but uh, if you don't know anything about this film, this film is wild as fuck for a kid's film. And it is in that weird time where there wasn't a PG-13. This movie and Temple of Doom and Poltergeist were the three movies that told that just 
the people in charge of ratings for movies that like we need something in the middle because Poltergeist isn't an R movie. It's not rated R, though that one scene that dude's like peeling his skin off. That's kind of wild. But it's not a G. It's like we need something in the middle. It's not PG. It's like it's a little bit worse. And so they came up. You know what's funny? I I have to say that we've watched a lot of movies from this era, like just the almost mid, like just pre-mid to late 80s, where they have all of this practical effect sped up melting things. And it just like nobody ever brings them up as like, oh, my God, thank God we changed the censorship rules to to block this stuff out from our kids. It's like, no, go watch the gremlins. It's got gizmo. He's cute. Never. Nevertheless, the uh, melting, nobody cares about your exploding face. The, in the, the melting faces at the end and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like there are scenes in this. I'm like, man, this is not a kid's film. It's not even about nudity at this point. It's just like, oh, my God. This is graphic. <laughs> are kids supposed to see that shit? They yeah. blew a bitch up. Yeah. The original idea, they were going to be way more murders. The mom was not going to make it through her fight in the kitchen. She was going to get her head cut off. And the dog was going to die. There was so many more murders in this film. And Steven Spielberg's like, no, nah, let's make it a kid's film. Like, and Steven Spielberg's film. like, more! Yeah, more! Like, let's make it a family film. That's a little bit easier to digest than just a straight murder-a-thon. Though, a rated R Gremlins movie? I'll fucking watch it. That'd be really good. Yep. So, the, the plot of this, it's the story of a young man he gets a present from his dad. Hey, it's a furry little talking thing. It's really awesome. Has rules. And when those rules aren't followed, bad things happen. And so it is Billy and his girlfriend, Kate, trying to save the town of Kingston Falls mm. from all the gremlins that form. And the hilarious mayhem that ensues because the gremlins like taking people's clothes and they like killing and those are the two things they're really good at. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's an absolute mess. Uh, there's puppets everywhere. If you know me, I love puppets. In films, doing things that humans can do, that always makes me giggle. And so it's a lot of, like, the top half of bad guys, like, jiggling, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes. I'm like, this is hilarious. This, this is it. Um, it's really cool. And the practical effects and stuff, uh, Chris Wallace, he did the design of the Gremlins and all that stuff, and Gizmo and stuff. Another film he did, The Fly. Hey, he did a Cronenberg film. So he's very adept at making wild shit look really real. <laughs> and that's why in this film, the gremlins, they they hold up. They don't look shitty. And no. the close-up spots on Gizmo, when they show his eyes up real close and it's really cute, it's not a tiny zoom-in <sighs> on a gremlin on gizmo it's a gigantic gizmo and they just put a camera right next to it because it's way harder to do tiny shit all intricate um they had multiple gizmos and they always like malfunctioned and so there are a lot of scenes anytime gizmo gets picked up it's not moving or nothing and then he'll set it down and the camera will slowly like meet up with him and then it's just a gizmo that moves on a table so <laughs> uh, this this is one of my absolute favorite films love this movie but i feel Kate, like Huh? Sorry, I, sorry to interrupt. I feel like they should make a Furby uh, Gizmo crossover. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't. That they did. They money. did make that uh, that reattempt of bringing back Furbies, 
I guess all we have to do is bring back gremlins and then put the two together and profit. Yeah. Step yeah. three. But I don't want something I can hook up to the Wi-Fi. Hey. Just, Bluetooth. Yeah, I don't like that either. That's just asking for trouble because um, make a gremlin with Alexa in it. Well, have you seen have you seen that new uh that old Fisher Price like rolling phone with a face thing? Ooh. They're making one that now has Bluetooth, so you can literally make and receive calls from it. Nope. No. Nope, nope, nope. Uh the new Chucky movie, that Chucky is like a Furby that hooks up to the internet and that's why it gets murders because it has like a virus in it. Oh shit. Hard pass. And that's why I, I don't want it, it would get murderous just because it I downloaded all of the information from the last 40 years and was like, bro, fuck people. <laughs> I <laughs> smell a scary movie review coming on. Right. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> so Katie, what do you think about Gremlins? I love Gremlins. I've been watching it since I was a kid. It's great. Gizmo's adorable. Micah. Uh super long. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. My goodness, that was a long movie. No, it wasn't. But uh, a little bit longer than usual. Uh, Forty minutes. It's not bad. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Just voicing an opinion here. My my opinions are wrong. (laughs) You're just tired, bro. Oh God. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Everything's long when you're tired. Okay. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) <laughs> that's what she said yeah um, that's what i said that's fair yeah. damn it <laughs> Fuck. i meant it both ways yeah she did um no i thoroughly enjoyed this movie i li- i quite literally haven't seen this movie since i was a kid um and so i don't remember a whole lot of it but like oda said the puppetry and the movements i don't know if it's i'm sure it's been updated since we watched it on hbo max so i'm sure it you know has some updated this that or the other to make the movie work a little bit better through hd tvs and shit yeah but uh when they did the puppetry and the movement and everything that they did to make that work it worked out really well there were some scenes like the uh, the the scene of the gremlins walking through the town that was overly CGI and it just kind of like almost broke the movie for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to play an advanced game on a really shitty computer and it just breaks breaks your computer. You're like, oh, my brain can't process how bad that CGI was compared to the rest of the movie. <laughs> That's why I've been like super practical effects and I'm really happy we're we're doing this because I see so many more movies that that do that and it's like holy shit how did I not seen this movie that that is way easier to watch in my brain than it is to see all the new CGI shit. But yeah, no, I I loved it. So revisiting it and kind of relearning it at the same time, nah, it worked out. It was it was really really good. Emma. I have never seen this movie ever and it was adorable and mildly disturbing and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna watch it a ton that was great that was a fantastic movie yeah at some at some point we'll watch the second one uh the second one's not as it's creepy because i realized like People like the silly part of the gremlins. Let's just ham that up. 
So um, they break the fourth wall a lot. Um, there's yeah. a lot of famous people in it that get attacked. Uh, the Gremlins gets powers because they're at a lab. And it, it's really funny. And Gizmo is even cuter. They realize that people want more mm. Gizmo on the screen. So he's out here fighting for his life, <laughs> fighting off his brethren and, and his sister. They get a female uh, Gremlin in the second one. So. Is her name Gabbit? Uh, I don't think she actually has a name. She yeah. probably technically has a name, but I don't know. Gadget and Gizmo would have been perfect. But no, it's it's really it's a really cool world. Um, they're working on a third one, and a lot of people have been attached to the film. Seth Graham Smith, he created uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, Pride Predator yeah. Zombies. Uh, his name has been tossed around, and there has been ideas. They're coming out with a show. Uh, 10 episode show uh, Secrets of the Mogwai it's going to be on HBO Max coming out soon Ooh. so uh, we're going to get more in that world of Gizmo and his evil evil brothers or children technically I don't know <laughs> I guess his brothers because they cloned from him but um, there's going to be more to it but like I said before I fucking love Gremlins it's, it's that mix of sci-fi and horror and comedy which if you look at all my favorite scary films of all time, they all have some type of percentage of sci-fi to it, just like Alien and Aliens and The Thing and fucking Gremlins. Like they all have that angle of sci-fi to it because sci-fi is really easy to add scary to it. And it's really easy to add funny to sci-fi. So I absolutely love sci-fi films. So uh, Gremlins is great. Uh I love a good villain that makes you laugh when they're doing bad stuff. They murder so many people in this movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, stick to them. Because <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. Uh, but they're great. Miss Deagle gets her shit pushed in, and I laughed the whole time. When I was a kid, I laughed. I laugh now. She was an evil old bat. She deserved what she got. I feel bad for the carolers. They did not deserve to get their clothes taken and probably eaten, honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, this film's absolutely great. I didn't even talk about all the people in it. So uh, uh, Zach Galligan, uh, Gilligan? No, Galligan. Galligan. Uh, he was in the third Hatchet film. He was the sheriff, the one that got his head cut off because <laughs> he poked yeah. his head out. Um, Phoebe Cates, if you've seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High or Drop Dead Fred, you know Phoebe Cates is a smoke show. So that's always fun. Uh, Howie Mandel, he's a voice of Gizmo. He's a dude that don't like touching people. And uh, uh, let's make a deal. Not let's make a deal. What's the other one? Deal or no deal? Yeah, with the briefcases. So Bobby's Bobby's world. He yeah, was Bobby's, Bobby's world. world, which is Gizmo's kind of just like a baby or Bobby. So uh, <laughs> Frank Welker, he's done like at least nine hundred different voices. He's been everybody in every show. He's the voice of the Gremlins. Along with uh, Winslow, Michael Winslow from the Police Academy films, the one that makes all the really cool sound effects. He was also Gremlins voices. Uh, the dad, Hoyt Axton, I looked it up. He is a musician and he made the song Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. The joy to the world, all the boys and girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, he actually wrote that song. So uh, he's really good. <laughs> Jeremiah was a folk Yeah. So uh, this film is full of really, really cool people. And Steven Spielberg's in like three scenes. Chuck Jones, the guy that drew tons of Looney Tunes, he's in it just, just to be there. Doesn't make sense, but he's like, 
he's in the bar when Billy's like drawing the picture of Mrs. Deagle like a dragon. He's like, hey, the picture's coming along. <laughs> he's like, thanks, Mr. Jones. It's fucking Chuck Jones. Just this this there. He was just on set one day. Like, he wouldn't be in this movie. They're like, good. Uh, but no, this movie's absolutely amazing. So we'll get through the story. It's easy. A lot of murder. So like I said, we'll get through this. So um, like I said before, the dad, Randall Peltzer, he visits Chinatown because he's looking for a present for his son, Billy. And he meets up uh, in this old timey store and he finds this small little creature called a mogwai. And it sings and it talks and he's like, holy shit, my son would love this gift. Like, I need it. And the old man's like, no, Mogwai is not for sale. And the son or the grandson, he's like, no, dude, we need the money. Like, let's sell it. And he's like, no, 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 it's it's too much. It's too much. I I can't trust Americans or anybody with, with the Mogwai. He leaves the room. Grandson's like, hey, meet me outside. And then... The kid snatches the Mogwai and he's like, hey, give me that money. We need that money real bad for rent. He's like, hey, there are three rules with this Mogwai. Don't put him in direct sunlight. It'll kill him. Don't feed him after midnight. And he hates water. Don't get him wet. Those are the three rules. If you follow those rules, copacetic. And Lil Gizmo or Lil Mogwai will be your best friend. He's like, okay, I'll remember that. He won't. But, you know. So Randall, he makes it home to Kingston Falls. I don't think they say what state it is, but somewhere cold as fuck. Somewhere it's in Springfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kingston Falls, Springfield. <laughs> uh, and so he gives the Mogwai to Billy as a pet. And he names it Gizmo. He's like, yeah, he seems to like Gizmo. And he like rolls his eyes like, yeah. And he's like, hey, you're pretty cute. And he's like, I know, I know. So uh, instantly, Gizmo just knows English and knows how the, the world works, I guess. So Billy, he works at the local bank and he has a very shitty Volkswagen, even though he can like run the work in like five minutes. He wastes all his time trying to get his car started. I would just run to work every day. But um, his dog apparently has been attacking Mrs. Deagle or her ornaments in her yard. <laughs> and Mrs. Deagle is like the pre- um christmas story what's his name uh the the grumpy dude in a christmas carol scrooge scrooge she's like pre-scrooge and in a christmas film you're like oh she'll learn something she learns how to fucking fly that's what she does later but (laughs) before we get there uh mrs deagle's like hey if i get your dog i'm gonna kill that fucking dog because i'm an evil old lady and billy is very worried and Barney, his dog, actually hears Miss Deagle talking shit on him, and he just says, well, run that shit, and attacks her. <laughs> so uh, he's very worried about it. The mom's worried. When he comes home, she's uh, she tries to hide the problem, but she's like, yeah, Mrs. Deagle called again. And then the dad comes home, and she's like, well, don't talk about it. Let's, just, let's bring this up later. So it's like, you know, Barney's probably going to get taken. So later on, Gizmo is easily fitting into the family and he's a cutie pie playing keyboard with billy and he knows how a keyboard works this motherfucker's smart uh got a little christmas hat that used to be our uh, twitter picture back in the day i had a picture of gizmo with it with the hat on just sitting like a dope um but yeah uh later on billy's friend and katie was bothered by uh his friend the little uh what's that kid's name pete 
She's like, why is Pete hanging out with Billy? Billy's like 21 and Pete's like, I don't know, 12. 12. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's different times. But uh, Pete's trying to get Gizmo to sing and he accidentally spills water on Gizmo. Gizmo starts screaming and wiggling on the ground. And then these little balls just like pop out of his back. And then more gremlins or more mogwai just instantly appear. They're the same size as Gizmo. They look a lot like Gizmo. And one of them has a sweet ass mohawk. And that's the one I would take. But then that one's a little asshole. And all the other ones kind of follow it. You look at Gizmo in the corner. Gizmo is very sad about this. They're like, what, what's wrong with Gizmo? Why is he so fucking sad? I, I think I think he's their leader. Yeah. Gizmo's like, fuck, people about to die. Gizmo's like, I can't stop this. These, my fucking children. I raised these little bitches. Yeah. It's happening again. <laughs> uh, so instantly after this, uh, there seems to be a split. Gizmo is chilling with the dog, playing a, the tiniest fucking trumpet that is functional. Just fucking Louis Armstrong and his ass on the ground. It's a fucking ornament. <laughs> but that bitch can play. He was like playing trumpet real good. Makes no sense. And uh, <laughs> Stripe is what they call the leader of the other gremlins. Uh, he just like hawks his brown ass loogie at Gizmo and just goes back to playing Donkey Kong. So even from the beginning there's this like divide they don't like gizmo for some reason and they don't explain it in uh there was a novelization that actually explained that gizmo is actually the the weird one in the group so usually giz uh mogwai they were all good but then something happened to them and then they all went bad and then gizmo one out of every ten thousand mogwai come out like gizmo so he's the weird one, and that's why they hate him so much because he's so goddamn nice. They're like, dude, be an asshole like us. That's like, this is what we do. We eat food, change, and we kill people. And he's like, no, man, I just want to chill and watch fucking racing on TV and go to sleep in bed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they instantly hate him. So, um, huh? I thought you were gonna sneeze. Oh lord. So. Uh, Billy actually takes one of the Mogwai to his science teacher, Mr. Hansen. Hey, he's a black guy. Hopefully he makes it through the movie. So they actually make another Mogwai in the movie. And he's like, hey, let me keep one of these Mogwai overnight. And I'm going to do some tests on it. Because this little thing probably likes getting stabbed and poked and prodded. So that night, all the Mogwai are like, give us food. They're yelling at Billy. And I'd have been like, shut the fuck up. But He's like, hey, I'm a nice person. I'll get you guys some chicken. You like chicken? They're like, whatever. Just give us food. And the second he leaves the room, they all turn and just start like whispering, like like bad people. You know, when people leave the fucking room, they're like, hey, hey, I'm just, I'm so he gets the, gives them chicken. They instantly destroy the chicken, throw the bones everywhere because they're little assholes. Then they go to sleep. And later on, we find out that they actually bit the alarm clock, the wire on the alarm clock to make it look like it was before midnight. So these some bitches can read time. But anyway, Barney was actually left outside. The dog was strung up by the Christmas lights. And so uh, the dad's like, I know I locked the door, which should have popped out to them like, oh, something in the house did this. Hey, maybe it's those seven little things that we just like made. <laughs> maybe it was them. Nah. Maybe Miss Deagle like had an assassin come in or something, you know. So 
Uh, the gremlins, they actually eat food after midnight. One of the rules you're not supposed to do. What happens? They make giant cocoons that look like fucking aliens. And so Billy's like, huh, that's really bothering. Well, I'm going to go to the school and find out what's happening with Mr. Hansen. Mr. Hansen has a, a Mogwai too that has eaten food after midnight because when I'm in a lab, you know what I do with my half-eaten sandwich? Leave it in the lab. I don't eat it. I don't take it home with me. I, I assume he doesn't live there, but fuck me. Just leave a sandwich on the table. Um, <laughs> the Mogwai grabs the sandwich and eats it. So now there's one forming at the school. And then all at once, I don't know how much time goes by, at least eight hours, I would say, the eggs hatch. And so the six at home hatch while Billy's at the school. Billy finds Mr. Hansen's body. He has a syringe in his butt because he drew blood earlier from the Mogwai and the Mogwai remembered that. And he's like, I'm going to take some blood from you, asshole. Mr. Hansen's dead. Billy gets uh, scratched on the hand really good. And he goes to the uh, what the nurse's office and he sees the gremlin for half a second and it runs off. And he's like, holy shit, I need to call my mom. Call his mom. He's like, get out of the house. But the phone line gets pulled. <laughs> One of the gremlins says, phone home, caca. Which apparently <laughs> in the phone line. So now this is probably one of the best parts of this movie. The mom goes on a fucking tear. Fuck uh, yes. So in a lot of versions of this movie, when it gets to this part, you don't see any of the damage she does to the gremlins. Um, the first gremlin is eating cookie batter from the blender. He, his fat ass is all the way in the blender. So she presses the button <laughs> and he gets blended for real blended to the point where his body is just spinning with it and his green chunks everywhere. Uh, in the version I saw as a kid, they didn't show that. So when I got older and saw it, I was like, what's this extra shit? What the fuck? Uh, one gremlin throws a fucking tray of cookies at her. He's like, hey, hey, bitch. And she takes out like Pam and sprays him in the face. And he's like, I'm blind <laughs> and pushes him into a microwave and microwaves his ass. And he explodes. Uh, another gremlin is chunking dinner plates at her. And she gets close <laughs> enough. She she actually pulls up a table like it's fucking Winter Soldier and blocking him. And then she runs on his ass with a knife and stabs him. Uh, they actually cut out another scene. They were going to have the gremlin trying to take the knife from its chest, but they thought maybe that's a little too much for a, a family film. Uh, but in the back of the screen, when she's microwaving the gremlin, you can actually see the gremlin trying to actually pull the knife out for like half a second. He's like trying his best to get to the handle to get it out. But yeah, I'm telling you, this whole shit's wild. Uh, she makes it to the living room because she hears more movement. And now she's dual wielding knives because she's about that life now. And then, <laughs> oh no, gremlin in the Christmas tree. <laughs> and that gremlin's fucking her up real good. And she's getting scratched up. He actually grabs the Christmas lights and is choking her the fuck out with fucking ornaments and stuff. Billy runs in and cuts the gremlin's head off, flies into the... Uh, the fucking fireplace and in burns they see stripe he's the last one alive and he sees them and he's like well and just dives out the window and he runs off so mm -hmm. billy goes to chase him down because they need to finish this uh stripe knows the fucking like knows a map of kingston falls because he hops his little ass to the closest ymca <laughs> and dives into the pool what happens when they get into water, you say? They multiply. 
a little bit of water made six of them. What happens when someone just falls into the pool and sinks to the bottom like an asshole? <laughs> like he's trying to get changed from the bottom. You make millions. So Billy runs the fuck off because he can't fight all this just one sword, which is really smart of him. He runs to the police station to tell the sheriff and the deputy, hey, there's a lot of green monsters around and stuff. And they're like, okay, we believe you, bro. Uh, the gremlins spread out and wreak havoc on Kingston Falls. We get Mrs. Deagle uh, hopping into her little cool hover round that's attached to the stairs. Uh, they, they soup it up like it's fucking home improvement. Her chair lift. <laughs> yeah, she's going like 90 miles per hour upstairs and flies out the front, I mean, the top window and just eats it into the street. Gremlins are laughing and shit. Uh, they're cutting fucking stoplights, making them all green. People are crashing and shit. One's in a mailbox eating people's hands and shit. Like, gremlins are everywhere causing destruction and it's hilarious uh kate she's now at the bar so i assume she was closing the bar down for the night and gremlins just came in because they wanted a beer and so gremlins are drunk playing fucking cricket on the fucking bar table playing poker in the back with a gun uh break dancing and shit it's hilarious and uh it's it's really fun like i said this movie's full of just silly moments that make no sense there's a gremlin that's like jazz music's playing and he's got like a hat on he's all like depressed and then a gremlin comes up with a like a little puppet in its hand makes no sense and he's like making fun of him because he was depressed <laughs> then he just hits him with a mallet like i said it makes no sense um so billy saves kate well actually kate saves herself because she has a polaroid camera and she's flashing them light and so all the gremlins just stiffen up and fall over like they just got hit with a gun uh one gremlin has a jacket on and it flashes her nothing and she's very terrified about this uh in the second movie that gremlin comes back <laughs> she's very mad about that um so she gets away and they hop into billy's shitty volkswagen that's working for once oh wait he turned the car off when he got to the to the bar it's not working again so they hop out and run to the bank and uh, they meet up with actually uh, Gerald, uh, douchebag Gerald. It was actually a deleted scene. He actually locked himself in the vault because he's like, well, I'm really important. So I got to make sure I stay alive through all of this. So he's a douchebag. <laughs> um, but then they find out at the, at the bank why Kate's not the biggest fan of Christmas. And they tell the story that uh, her father went missing on Christmas Eve. And they found the day his body several days later stuck in the chimney and he was dressed like Santa Claus. So he was going to come down the chimney and give her presents. And so she said, and that's when I found out that Santa Claus isn't real because my dad was dead. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> uh, Gizmo's face is like, fuck. You know, like I said, he understands all of these words. <laughs> um, they go back outside. The whole town is completely quiet and they play this like, minor version of silent night which is a really cool version they walk to the the closest theater the only theater in town and they peek inside and all the gremlins are inside a theater what are they watching otis snow white <laughs> they don't explain why in the second movie uh gremlins get distracted by some other old film some cartoon and they're like oh shit for some reason old cartoons are their jam and they know the words to hi-ho when it starts playing. They're all singing and shit and dancing. All the gremlins are in there. So Billy gets an idea. 
we're going to lock this place down and then we're going to blow it the fuck up. And Billy's that that's that's the that's the right answer. Just blow it up like fire takes care of everything. So he pops open like a gas line, sets up fire. Uh, So Stripe, he's looking for snacks because he's like me. He needs some yum yum in his life. All the yum yums are gone. So he looks across the street. He's like, oh, shit. He sees a sign for candy. He's like, hell yeah, I'll be back. (laughs) And so he hops over to the candy store. The theater explodes uh, in the fire as all the gremlins are on fire. You see one gremlin. It's my favorite gremlin of this whole movie. He's dressed up like a doctor and he has a knife in his hand and he's just jiggling. (laughs) And it makes no sense. Uh, but then the place explodes for real and they all die um earlier on you see a gremlin with mickey ears in the crowd when they're singing hi-ho uh yeah he had mickey ears so um so they cheered they killed all the gremlins hooray oh no stripes across the street with candy in his hands he's like i got candy for all my friends what the fuck and he sees billy drops his candy and breaks off inside of the mall so billy Kate and Gizmo chase down Stripe. So Kate and Gizmo go upstairs to turn on the lights because lights hurt, you know. And Billy fights against Stripe. Uh, he gets his ass kicked. Uh, Stripe is shooting like fucking baseballs at him, chunking saw blades super fast. And he runs at him with a chainsaw. So Billy's fighting off a chainsaw with a bat, which is very, very shitty. So Kate gets the lights on. Hooray! Stripe gets blinded. And hits his head on the wall. He runs off. He finds a gun. And he finds a water fountain. So he's like, oh shit, I'm just going to start all this bullshit over. So while Kate is finding and clicking on all the lights, Gizmo's like, I'm bored. I'm going to go save the day. So Gizmo hops out the bag, crawls out of the room, and finds a Barbie convertible. This convertible goes at least 20 miles per hour. (laughs) And... Gizmo, for some reason, has a lead foot and he cannot stop. So he is just zooming around the mall, going way too fast for a little Mogwai. Uh, meets up with people, drives past them, honks his horn, <laughs> goes different ways. Uh, Stripe is put his hand into the water fountain. So you see on his back, new gremlins forming. And he's shooting a gun at Billy, keeping him away while he's forming the new gremlins. Gizmo rolls in going like 50 miles per hour now and he hits a a ramp and Gizmo screams like a freak and crashes and it explodes. So I guess there's gas in this little car. Uh, Stripe sees Gizmo and is like, fuck it, I'm going to shoot you. And he grabs a little pull tab and he says, bright light, pulls it, gets sent up into the air. Gizmo hits his head on the rooftop and falls, (laughs) just goes limp. And the light hits Stripe. And instead of just dying instantly, it takes like five minutes and Stripe is goopy and green and just suffering. Um, If you see in this part, there are actually two windows open at the end. The original idea for the ending was Gizmo started the end with the first light, but it wasn't enough to kill Stripe. And Billy opens up another window. But then Steven Spielberg was like, nah, I want Gizmo to be the, the hero of this movie. So take out that part with billy actually doing it so yeah that's why you see two windows open but they just cut that scene and so they watch stripe melt and fall into the fountain and then like every scary movie there's one final scare and then the skeleton of stripe jumps out for some reason 
and melts in front of them. <laughs> uh, they take Gizmo home and they, they're watching on the news all the destruction and madness that happened that night. And the mom's like, I wonder if he likes chicken soup. Uh, I assume it's night again. I, it was dark as fuck, so uh, I wouldn't give him food. But, you know, um, the old man has found their home. Well, I guess it was pretty easy when he looked at the news and was just like, yeah, y'all like like hundreds of people have probably died tonight, right? So he tells them, hey, you know, you people, um, you mess up every gift that nature gives and you weren't ready for a mogwai. He's like, Billy, you might be ready one day. Hey, we'll find out in the second movie if he's ready. But right now, no one's ready for mogwai. So I'm taking him back. And Gizmo's like, hey, I got to say one more thing. Hey, hold, hold up. And he turns to Billy and he's like, bye, Billy. And he says it all cute. And Billy's all sad. And then they say bye. And so hopefully Gizmo and Billy, they meet up again and they fight more gremlins. So uh, that that's gremlins. This movie's fucking great. So Katie, who is your favorite character in gremlins? Gizmo. Is there another choice? There's Damn not it. another choice. <laughs> it's only Gizmo. He's the yep. cutest motherfucker that exists. Like, he's what Grogu is based off of. He's so damn cute. Everybody else was okay, but Gizmo yeah. made this movie. <laughs> Micah. I'm going to say the mom. Mom, dude. <laughs> She's a fucking badass when she sees the the super deluxe mega big souped up hey. versions of gremlins. She's like, oh fuck. Uh that's scary. They need to die. So uh oh you're in the blender already. Oh, you're in the microwave already. Oh fuck, Captain America Shield. Ah, don't don't hit me. Fucking she goes. <clears throat> freaking crazy on those those gremlins until the the tree gremlin comes at her got her good man he was, she was choking her out <laughs> emma what about you gizmo i'm literally same reasons katie said and he's just he's cute and he's like nah man i like my cushy life i'm not out here to wreck shit otis yeah, uh, I wrote Billy slash Gizmo. Uh, every time I watch it, when I was a kid, it was Gizmo, man. He like he had a car. He was driving around doing shit. Like it's you can't help but like Gizmo. Uh, Billy, Billy stepped up, man. Like he in he didn't inadvertently cause it. The the gremlins tricked him when they made the clock look like it wasn't past midnight. But you should kind of know if it's past midnight, you know. Like I don't know. Even if I didn't have my phone on me, I'm like, it's probably past midnight, but right, what do I know? Um, but no, Billy did great in this film. And I'm telling you, his idea, hey, all the gremlins are here. Shit, we blowing this place up. <laughs> there was no, hey, maybe we could like fight them or trick them and go in another room. Nah, I'm locking this bitch down. Let me open up the gas line, set some fire. We got like 30 seconds to run the fuck out of here and we're blowing it up. That's that's what I would have done if they were all in one place, blowing that place up. So uh, they were great. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? Mrs. Deagle. Oh, I love Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> she was trash. She was a bitch to Billy the whole movie. 
and she got her comeuppance. Yeah, so. she got it real good. <laughs> Bye. Micah. Mm. I'm going to say the dad strictly <laughs> because that guy didn't react to a goddamn thing. You could have kicked him in the nuts and he would have just looked up and had a slight smile on his face and gone, well, oh, all right. I learned something today. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was just like i don't understand what were they trying to go for was the dad on horse tranquilizers like i i I assumed he was constantly thinking about his inventions to the point where it just problems would happen and he's just like oh that bathroom buddy i can fix that i guess but Stu pickles was always concerned about his inventions and he was wild and crazy yeah i don't know i that's the only way i can think is just he was constantly thinking about the inventions i guess i don't know or he was just into some really, really hardcore drugs. Probably. Shit. Emma. I have Mrs. Deagle and the dad because Mrs. Deagle was fucked up. I don't care if the dog is attacking your shit. You don't come into somebody's place of business and be like, I'm going to take your dog and take him to the shelter and have him put down because that's better than what I would do to him. And then proceed to describe how in which you would murder this dog. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Not okay. Otis. Yeah, I wrote Gerald. Uh, they made him out to be like a bully, but Judge Reinhold is a string bean. So if somebody was talking to me like that, it's, that's just a fight on sight. So <laughs> I, I guess he was like his like man. I guess it was like his manager. So I guess he couldn't swing on him. But I don't. I don't know. He's like it was the same like almost typecast character of his character from um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, when he was like a, kind of a dick problem. manager. Yeah. But, like, I, I know, like, he wasn't the manager manager, and he's like, well, guess who almost got fired today? He's like, oh, who? He's like, yeah, you. You're lucky uh, Mr. Corman had a soft heart around Christmas. I'd have fired your ass. He's like, well, good thing, because I'd have hit you in the mouth if I got fired. But, like I said, Gerald's crap. So, uh, it'd have been nice if he got eaten by the gremlins, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, Ms. Deagle, she's a good villain, man. It's just, the second you see her, it's always good when a villain has their own music and she came in with music and I was like just tasting it I was like oh man you're gonna die so good in this movie and then she does and I'm like oh yeah so that that's the right amount of evil person I was like you're gonna die so so good so let's do seven word synopsis I have a lot of them because I was really excited with this movie so uh I need a modern version of gizmo uh 100% we did have a commercial of for Mountain Dew where Billy and Gizmo are living together and Gizmo wants some Mountain Dew. And he's like, you sure, man? He's like, yeah. And he gives him some and Gizmo starts shaking and they don't finish the commercial. So I need to know what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one is to understand one has only to listen. And I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a really good quote. Uh, Gremlins theme song is an absolute banger. So when the movie ends, it's like, like, hey. Um, It's been stuck in Otis's head for days. (laughs) Humming it around the house. Yeah. Uh, Kate's reason to hate Christmas is legitimate. Yeah. If I had a family member stuck in the fucking chimney and they died there, I like, fuck Christmas. So fuck my nostrils too. cut my nose off. Yeah. I don't want to smell anything ever. (laughs) And then the next two kind of go together. They're watching Snow White. They love it. And then Gremlins in the theater, blow it up. 
(laughs) (laughs) They're all over there. She give me some fucking dynamite. Uh, it was very inglorious bastards. Like, yeah, that's where they you. got it from. Was from fucking gremlins. Fucking Hitler's gonna be in there. Shit, we blowing that place up. That's totally where they fucking got it. <laughs> the place is going. They sky watched high. gremlins and they were like, you know what? This would be better with Nazis. Yeah, Quentin was <laughs> like, you know, he's Quentin Tarantino sitting there getting high and he's like, you know, the gremlins are kind of like Nazis, and and stripes like Hitler. So he blew him up. Oh, that's a movie. That, that's, the, that's the one. There it is. He's like, that's a movie. Uh, Katie. All right. Uh, teen's inability to follow rules destroys town. It wasn't actually his inability. He was doing good. They, they tricked him. They tricked him real good. So? Those two-week-year-old things tricked him real good. When your pet begs, you don't always give them food. You say, sorry, bitch, wait. Yeah, they were yelling kind of hard. I don't care. <laughs> he couldn't follow the rules, and he destroyed his whole town, and like seventy-five people died. So <laughs> at least follow the fucking rules. And then this one, I couldn't get down to seven, so it's eight. Um, Kate Bishop plus Robin Sherbatsky equals Phoebe Cates. Oh yeah, yeah. So Haley Steinfeld and. The girl who plays Robin Shabatsky, who I can never remember her real name. Yeah. Uh, Col- Col- Colby Smothers. Smolder. Sm- yeah, Colby Smolder. Uh, the two of them together, like if you did one of those, like, what would my baby look like? If you yep. put them together, if you did one of them with the with Haley Steinfeld and Colby Smolders, it would be Phoebe Cates. Yep. It's incredible. All okay. right. Uh, Emma. <sighs> okay. Soundtrack is melodic dreams, pure goldsmith magic. Yeah. That soundtrack was gold. Uh Mighty Morphin Egg Pouches, that ain't it. <laughs> and then I have two alliteratives. Midnight Munchies morphed Mogwai Miniatures Mayhem Massacre. And mortified mother makes mess murdering mutated mogwais. Hell yeah. That's amazing. Micah? That's how I learned there's no Santa. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Such a depressing scene. uh, Spielberg, so when that scene, because Joe Dante wrote it, and Spielberg like saw that scene and he's like, fuck that. No, we're not putting that in. He's like, no, dude, it's good. Cause it's so dark and funny. And like it, it gets laughs sometimes. Like when I hear it, I'm just like, jeez, that's rough. And I like giggle because I know it's coming. Um, but yeah, Spielberg did not want to have that scene in there. He's like, that's so dark. That's so dark. In a film about puppets killing people, but he's like, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah. So minority kill count i can only think of the doctor or scientist the science guy bio teacher mr hansen mr hansen mr hansen um that's the only person of minority i can think of because everybody else was white and old you kill a lot of old people Mm -hmm. Corey feldman was out there fighting for his life good for him so the new number is 190 and a Tito turtle. <laughs> no moss. No moss. So 
This film came out June 8th, 1984. Fuck, it's old. I'm old. Fuck. So, uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was, Katie? Uh, 40 million. 40 dollar dues. Emma? 10 dollar dues. 10 dollar dues. Micah? $14 dues. $14 dues. I can feel you're mulling around if you were going to douche it up and go up a dollar due or half. You should have did it. The budget was $11 dues. <laughs> you! God damn it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this movie was an absolute success. The, it was $11 million. It was more expensive than Spielberg thought it would be, but that's what happens when you make fucking all the gremlins by hand and they're like fucking thirty thousand dollar things <laughs> uh they had to check everybody's cars at the end of every night just so they weren't stealing them because they were so expensive uh yeah that's what happens when you when it's too old to have good cg you have to make everything and so that's where a lot of money went so what do you think the box office was katie 270 million 270 Emma. 170. 170. Micah. 55. 55. <laughs> That's cute, Micah. Uh, this film made $212 dues. Damn. God damn. Where are you coming from, Katie? That would have made more sense with the budget you had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, this movie was a banger it made so much money but it's funny it's the fourth highest grossing film of the year so the movies that beat it were beverly hills cop what year was yep. it 1984 okay ghostbusters of course you ain't yep. beating ghostbusters for shit and the temple of doom you ain't beating fucking any of them. i don't care who you are nope <laughs> spielberg was in like three of those yeah was he attached made- to Senor Spellbergo. Yeah. <laughs> Judah Ben Hur, you really are the king of kings. <laughs> uh, no, but this film was great. So, what they did, they pulled a Disney. So, all of Gizmo's lines and some jokes that they put into the movie, wherever that they filmed or where they premiered it in other countries, they would change the jokes. So, it felt like, oh, shit. So in Germany, they had jokes about German beer in it. And it's like, oh, I know that beer, you know? So just like how Disney does in their films, like in, uh, what was it, Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Cap had the little notepad. Uh, every country that it that movie played in, the things he wrote down to check out later, they were all different. So, uh, but yeah, Spielberg was smart enough to think that like, well, Gizmo, if, if this was in China, Gizmo wouldn't say bright light. He would say it in that language. So and he would do that. And so they had a Howie Mandel come back and like do the lines in other languages. But he kind of said he was just making sounds kind of. So it, it he did say things in other languages, but it was kind of just him making noises. But um, but no, it was it, this movie's great. Like I said, it it's mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. Uh, the biggest slight people were saying that hey, I brought my four-year-old to this movie thinking it was going to be cute as fuck and Gizmo was going to, like, save the day with, like, I don't know, happiness. 
and then motherfuckers are melting and places are blowing up like this is not a kid's film and it's like you mean like sausage party when everybody repeatedly (laughs) said this is not a child's cartoon and parents still took their kids and i'm like y'all just watched a tortilla fuck a bagel oh my god or deadpool you know how many kids were brought to deadpool and the parents were like what the fuck is this yeah the ratings have a fucking reason parents out there there's there's just because it's animated rated r okay don't take your fucking kids to see rated r shit Life lessons from Katie. Life yeah. lessons from Katie. Yeah. Also, when I'm in a rated R movie, I don't want to hear your fucking four-year-old talking because they yep. don't understand the joke about sex that just got made or what yep. the fuck is happening on the screen. They shouldn't be there. No. <laughs> Not even supposed to be here. Yeah. She doesn't, doesn't even go, go here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even go here. Um, you go, Glenn Coco. But no, this movie's great. Uh, Roger Ebert, our best friend here, he actually gave it three out of four stars. He said it was great. You know, it's wild as hell. He's like, it's, it's really fun. I mean, there were people out there that pooped on it. Leonard Malton, he did not like this film. And it's funny, in the second movie, they actually uh, do a little scene where it's like Entertainment Tonight. And Leonard Malton, he's reviewing the second Gremlins movie. And then while he's talking about it and saying it's like the worst movie ever, gremlins kind of pop up in the room and they start choking him out. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, like I said, the second movie is meta as fuck, but it's really good. Like Hulk Hogan's in it. He don't get jumped by him. They should have jumped him. But uh, it's really funny. So one day we'll find a time and watch it. It's, it has scary moments. Fuck it. I'll say it's scary. We'll watch it. So, um, but no, this movie's great. Like I said, so uh, does anybody have anything else to say about gremlins? It's wonderful. It aged well. Yeah. That's what happens when you make everything. <laughs> it can't help but be, look good. Okay. So that is our show for Gremlins. So if you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, Mogwise or Hannah Mandel, you can tweet us at Pod. We have an email of this. AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. I'll Facebook. So, the music you're listening to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. You can search for them, Flip and the CE, anywhere uh, on the interwebs. So, this is the sixth episode of the uh, Christmas collection. Christmas movie countdown. I'm trying my best not to say the bad one that you don't like. Uh, (laughs) I was about to say your name. Uh, But the Christmas countdown... So uh, Katie has tons of really good films. Um, I've seen the list. Uh, Emma and Katie are just giggling, writing down five billion movies. So I don't know how they're gonna shake that down. But um, I have a, I've taken at least two of the picks. Um, my mom's favorite Christmas film. We're gonna do that. Preacher's Wife. It's our absolute favorite. So we're gonna watch that for sure. So I've never seen that. It's damn good. It's a really good Christmas film. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. I've said everything, right? Yeah. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back to well, Katie will be back tomorrow with a Christmas film, and we'll be back with a scary Christmas film next week. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots. Now that's spooky.